What is up, all you crazy people? Welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies podcast. I am your host, Austin Alvarez. I am so happy to be here with all of you again, once again, today. Uh, George, a lot of stuff's just been happening for us lately, man. It's been a, it's been a like a dream come true in terms of podcast Because you and I have been doing podcasting for years now. A long time, Both my friend. Both together and by ourselves. So Yes. But here we are. We're in a studio. We're producing. We're making content. We're running kick-ass shows we're doing we're doing the thing dude absolutely oh this mic stand yeah no i mean we're not only doing the thing um but it just goes to show you consistency all you other podcast lovers out there that are wanting to kick it off it's just like anything else there's never a wrong time to do it you never really miss the boat i feel the same way on crypto right now but i'm about to face my fears in the same way right i'm gonna go even though i'm in what would be considered light years behind starting crypto, right? You wouldn't be light years behind in podcasting. You got to put the time in, but this show it's powered by you all listening and thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I always say this, uh, the hardest show, the hardest episode is to do is the first one, but you can't do episode 100 if you haven't done episode one. Yep. So, uh, this is episode 24. That's, uh, we're getting there. We're almost a quarter of the century uh, through on these episodes. That is a, that's a crazy thing to think about. Maybe we should start doing a... Well, you are starting to do two episodes a week. Your your numbering system isn't there, bro. You've done... I've done over done 50 episodes. Yes. For sure. Uh, but yeah. So thank you to everybody who's been watching and listening. Uh, I got a cool gift from our associate producer of the show, Lana. She gave me these uh, Bigfoot... Sasquatch like car air fresheners, but they're scratch and sniff. Oh, they smell like alternate dimensions. I, as soon as she came in today, she's like, Oh my god, isn't Austin gonna love this? <laughs> yeah, I was at, a, I was on a, I was in a lunch meeting when she came in, so I wasn't able to see it right away. But this is so cool. There's three of them. I don't think I'm ever gonna use these. I think these are just gonna forever live in the studio for Bizarre Junkies. I think it's a prop, bro. Yeah. Our our uh, our update failed on the TV. By the way, that's we're just, keeping this that's all crazy. We're keeping this all in. So it's a system update uh, for everybody who listened last week. We had a problem with the TV. Yeah, just hit okay. Fuck the TV, dog. We just needed to see me. Yeah, that's what everybody else wants to see is me. Yes, <laughs> and crime. Yeah, and crime and cryptids and creepy stories, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So today I have a uh, a bunch of creepy stories from the Appalachian Mountains. Where's Appalachia? So that is in, and we just looked this up because, like, I know, I know where it is. Okay, I didn't know if you could consider it the East Coast because it's not on the East Coast. It's like not on the coast. All right, it's like uh, I. It's longer than people think. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Sorry, this isn't a sex. That was bad. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is saying that the mountain range goes from uh, it's eastern to northeastern North America. Nice. So do with that what you will, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Into Canada a little bit, eh? Uh, no, because it says it, it goes to oh maybe uh, southern New York. Okay. So not quite up there. Basically where you were. Yep. Explains the crazies that you experienced a few weeks ago. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to see if there's any correlation between... New York crazies or the crackies is what I call them. The crackies and uh, 
in the Appalachian Mountains. I'm sure there's something there. Maybe tunnels. Crackies love tunnels. <laughs> Especially if there's a train going through them. Love them. <laughs> Cools them off. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you're anything like me and you're even somewhat remotely tapped into cryptids or anything paranormal, you've heard of the Appalachian Mountains because there's so much crazy stuff going on up there from skinwalkers to paranormal to ghosts to I, they probably have their own crackies. Probably. Like 100% they have their own crackies. So I have a bunch of stories here. We're going to read them. We're going to, you know, George, maybe we should uh, give these a, what's something like creepy somebody would have? Like a, like an object that we can use as a rating system. Um, Bro. Yeah, it's wow. like. Wow, okay. I like that we're identifying this on the podcast. See, this is podcasting 101 right here. This is identifying what you guys are going to fall in love with in a year the new listeners won't even know how it's the uh, original story came about. You're about to get it right now. What is spooky? I Ouija boards? No. I, I think so. Maybe, like, because I'm thinking, like, this could be a cool merch opportunity. Like, I give that a one out of five Ouija boards. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, voodoo doll. Maybe skulls. Uh, no, skulls is too. Two, it's two there. It's two already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, well, let's let's get in our bag, bro. Come on. Uh, five serial killer. <laughs> uh, um, I give it five Jeffrey Dahmers. Uh, a Dahmer. That's a unique rating style but i'm not well, let's 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 go in here people have, oh what did brian hopkins call the little specks that float across orbs, orbs. there bro All orb right. is not only good but <laughs> mysterious enough orb i i think so i think we give it an orb but out of five on how good the story is or how okay. creepy because we shouldn't necessarily say if it's good we should say like this made me feel creeped out if you wanted to, okay, so like to me, a five orb, very clean, very shiny, like the scarier and spookier the story, it, like a one orb is like an orb with like rust on it. It's like, it's <laughs> it, a, you know, it's, it smokes a pack of menthols. Yeah. Like it's, it's a ghost <laughs> that's just going to work on that and probably shooting up stuff. I, that, that's like a one orb, super spooky. Like, oh, that's a one orb story. Or five okay. orb, five orbs. Well, I would say I'd be freaked the fuck out if there was five orbs around me. Okay. All right. All right. I actually, that makes sense. One orb, not as scary. Gang of orbs. A gang of orbs. Um, Horde. Is it a horde? We'll, of ask, we'll have to ask Brian Hopkins with all the ones he deals with. Is it a horde of orbs? <laughs> Brian, we got to get him on the phone right now. Be like, yeah, we call him a gaggle of orbs. Um. A flock of orbs. <laughs> a congregation. A herd. A congregation because Con most of the orbs are religious. A congregation. Religion. Oh, uh, yeah. I I knew that. With you with the God blanket behind you. I do. God <laughs> is with me at all times, ladies and gentlemen. He's with your brother, too. All right, let's get into this. Uh, so this first story is called Tracked by Unknown Forces. Uh, and these aren't necessarily, um, I don't think these are fake. I think these are eyewitness accounts. 
Uh, so this first one says a young couple was hiking on the Appalachian Trail in the southern part of Virginia when ex- when they experienced something they could not explain. While they were asleep in their tent one night, they suddenly woke up to the sound of rustling and odd noises coming from outside their tent. The man went out to investigate and managed to scare off some figures he saw lurking around. He almost chased after them, but then decided against it. The next night, they made camp with their backs to a cliff in order to be prepared. I'm sorry. Don't, don't like... To the edge of the cliff? You're backing yourself in a corner? That's a phenomenal. Well, idea. I mean, like if you're on if you're on top of the cliff and you're like, they can't get us from up from from back there, they just push you off. Uh okay. Uh they both slept with guns next to them, and sure enough, the figures returned. Once the man uh, announced they were armed, the figures retreated. The next day the couple hustled to get out of there. Around midday. They rounded a corner and saw a silhouette of a figure standing in the distance, watching them from afar. They quickly were able to get off the trail and back to civilization, but the whole time they felt they were being watched. That's literally just the hills have eyes. Yeah. But like, for real. So, that was the day after they decided to camp up against Cliff? Yeah, so they did it again, then people showed up and they were like, "Mm, I don't like this. And any eyewitness accounts... That's like, all. That's, uh, that's all the info that was, we have. That was it. Let's see hmm. what this is. Hmm. Oh, this. Yeah. So, so the original article just says someone was stalking me in the middle of the night while camping in the backwoods. Now, obviously, how many would you believe are just drug associated? Oh, uh, a good amount of them. So Appalachian Mountains, dude. It's like like poverty is like you're like you're born with it. Moonshine. Moonshine. Uh, yeah. There's if you make twenty thousand a year there, you're you're rich. Very. You're king like. Yeah, like you have to like. I remember watching a video. Um, of these families that live in like the Appalachian area, and they had to like go to like, like once a year, this dentist would roll like a group of dentists would come in, and they would set up in like the high school like gymnasium and then they would just be like all right well we can pull that tooth for you right now that's uh yeah like (laughs) medical care is just not for them nope so it makes sense there's so much forest it's and i mean i know it's a it's a mountain range but it's so luscious like the there that's why moonshiners choose that area to to do all their illegal activities lost in there dude and uh, it's a perfect place to commit a lot of crimes. Oh, there's hella crimes that go down. So many. There. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so I would give that a, a two orb. It was all right. Yeah, that was one orb at best, bro. Like, come one on. One orb? Man. That's a one orb. All right, all right. I I'll- think, here's the thing. It was such a one orb story because they they back themselves against a cliff. Like, like if if it was truly scary... Like you were truly, truly, truly scared, you'd get the fuck out of there. You're like, all right, I'm gonna stay another night as long as I have somewhat protection, because I'm afraid of the dark. Look at us. <laughs> uh, I apologize. Uh, I am going through some allergies right now, so please bear with me. But so this next story says taken by mysterious men. All right, Wait, does that mean some... you're gonna cry? No, <laughs> I just. I just have allergies. <laughs> just in case, just in case. This just in case, too. like I get emotional. It's my fucking allergies. Bro, just in case we read a five orb story, <laughs> and it touches me. 
The orbs touch me? Oh, God. All right. Uh, in 1988, a man was hiking along the trail when he underwent an awful experience, perhaps more frightening than a ghostly encounter. He was hiking on the trail when he noticed a bright light coming from the forest next to him. Not wanting to bother anyone, he didn't investigate, but set up camp somewhere close by. He awoke in the middle of the night to find a man standing over his hammock. Startled, the man quickly fled and yelled to unseen people that the hiker was awake. The hiker was terrified and quickly paced or, and quickly packed up to put as much distance between them as possible. A few days of non-stop hiking finally allowed the hiker to relax a little bit, but that night he was sleeping in his hammock when suddenly he was cut down, wrapped up, and dragged away. He was beaten mercilessly while the people shouted at one another as they were preparing something. Luckily, the hiker was able to cut through the hammock and escape. Even though he made it back to civilization, police inquiries into finding the people who kidnapped him came back with nothing. Whoa. That's crazy. You're just like minding your own business. Some, some dudes are just like, you're coming with us. That's a that's a three-orber for me, bro. That's a, that's, that's a, I think that's a three-orber. That's a three-orb story. Um, uh, the, they said they were about to do some things. Like, I, you always wonder the intellectual level of <laughs> both the person that was captured and... The, 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 the captor? The capturers. Yeah. Three orbs for me. All right. Three orbs. Okay. <laughs> this one's funny. This one says, this isn't the Appalachian Trail. Okay. That's that's what we're going on. Children usually make everything creepier, and that's what makes this man's tale even more frightening. By his account, he was backpacking along the Appalachian Trail with a few people. When something bizarre happened... He and his group awoke one morning to find their campsite surrounded by a thick mist. As they were packing up, they started to hear children's laughter coming from all around them. Once they were about done packing up, a group of children led by one parent walked out of the mist and started to walk past the group. The kids asked the backpackers where they were going, and someone responded that they were hiking the Appalachian Trail. The kids started to laugh, and one of them said, This isn't the Appalachian Trail, and kept walking. Throughout the day, the campers could hear the children giggling all around them. I don't know if that's paranormal. I think it was just a kindergarten class. And obviously, kindergartners are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Appalachian? I thought we lived in New York. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hmm. I, I would so, say it's another two-orber for me. Yeah. Definitely creepy. Yeah, I mean, but he, that's another thing where the, he just... The, the person writing this person, like, kids make things creepier. Like, eh, do they? Do you think kids make things creepier in stories? Like when kids are involved, I feel like when the kids are involved, it's more of just like kids will be kids. Yeah. Like as a parent, it's kids will be kids. So this is, you'd assume this was probably written by somebody who's not a parent. Yeah. They were like, oh my God, the kids told me. It's like, dude, the kid probably like picked his own nose and his own ass 30 seconds before that. <laughs> yeah. And ate whatever was on the finger both times. <laughs> like, come on. Like he's seven. What is he going to do? Jesus I see dead people. You also said that mommy and daddy fight a lot. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. All right. Uh, so two orber. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're being generous. Okay. I, I'm, I was way more freaked out by, you know, th- but this is the first episode of orbing things. Orbing things. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to be cr- hypercritical on this one. One orb. Same as the first one. 
All right, all right. Hey, that's your opinion. It could be wrong, but it's your opinion. Uh, so this next one is Phantom on the Appalachian Trail. In May 1972, a hiker saw a ghost from another time. The hiker was walking alone and noticed a heavy ground fog had started to surround him. He looked up and saw a person walking with a heavy coat and wide-brimmed hat. The man slowly staggered about, looking at the ground as if he was looking for something he had lost. The man started walking toward the hiker, still looking down at the ground, so the hiker moved to avoid him. When they were close enough to each other, the man suddenly looked at the hiker, who instantly became afraid of the man's cloudy blue eyes that stared straight through him. He was also shocked to realize that the man's clothes all seemed to come from a different time period. The hiker tried to say hello, but the man did not respond. After the hiker walked a little distance, he turned back to only discover the man had completely disappeared. That's that's a one orber for me. That's kind of crazy. I just saw like a, I don't know if it's a fleck of it's a fly. I think it's a legit like fruit fly. Or is it an orb? Oh, dude, Brian's leaving his uh his orbs here. Yeah, he's leaving his orbs here. He's like, hey, guy, he was just here yesterday. Just dropping orbs. <laughs> I'm going to text him and be like, bro, stop leaving your shit here. Nuts. He's going to think I'm talking about his podcast but stuff. Back to that story. Those always freak me out because I do. It could just happen so unbeknownst to you, you know? Right. Um, and the whole that now they were trying to play the whole uh, time travel thing there. How do you feel about that? I feel like it's cheap. I mean, it makes sense, though. But, like, here's the thing is, like, everybody who we see as a ghost is always from, like, Victorian era. What what about, like, the dude who died, like, 30 years ago? Yeah, like, Wearing, like, jogger pants, like, like, like parachute pants. Uh, tr- trust me, you need to identify the fabric, right? You need, to, like, if you're looking at somebody, all right, the modern day, you'll be able to feel how thick the clothing is and kind of gauge it from there. Unless when you die, like, they're like, hey, you got to wear these old clothes. We're, we're still trying to throw off the living. You know, goodwill is still good in heaven. Uh, but I don't think this... Uh, I mean, it's... it's You've been given everything two orbs in this category. I would give this one a two orb. No, nothing like physical. It was just like he walked too far. Yeah, like legit the dude just looked at him and probably had cataracts. And, <laughs> and like, here's the thing on... You got to be really certain, especially if you if you went to say hi to somebody and they didn't respond. What if they're deaf? Possibly, but no, no, no. Okay, it's kind of an unwritten rule of the deaf that you probably just don't go hiking <laughs> by yourself in creepy clothes. <laughs> like what if they were? What if they're a theater major and there was a break, and they had lost their lines? Jesus. I'm hey, I'm piecing this together. Last week we solved a cold case. This week we're solving uh paranormal mysteries. 100 <laughs> percent All right, let's move on to this next one. Uh, next orbs one. from you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so I said one. One orb. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Okay. You said two? I I gave this one a two because it can happen, like it's creepy. I mean, these all could happen. Yeah, I know they all could happen, but it's there's some that I just feel are a little bit more creepy. Yeah, all right. Well, let's see this next one. So this one is called The Pierce Pond Ghost. A man was hiking along Pierce Pond in Maine when he experienced a fright that he'll never forget. 
One night, he was enjoying his campfire when he suddenly spotted a figure walking a short distance away from his campsite. It was ghostly in appearance and looked like a woodsy outdoorsman type with what appeared to be fishing gear. It wasn't long before the figure faded into the night. The man didn't know what to think of it, but the next night, the ghostly figure returned, only this time it stopped to stare at this hiker. Getting the message, the hiker abandoned his camp and ran off into the forest. He hid behind a tree and waited until morning to return, pack up his stuff, and get out of there quickly. You're telling me, man, dude just sta- like stood there for like four hours? <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's a war orber if I've ever heard of it. That's stupid, bro. Like, here's the like I be a man, stand your ground. You know, if you really are freaked out by what you see in the distance, I always go by. I mean, my eyesight's bad. Do you ever? Th- Quick side tangent. How long would you have lived? before glasses before they just found you useless and killed you because my vision's horrible at the age of 24 do you think it was just people with bad vision like their eyes would go bad thus not allowing them to continue to live or like wanting to live uh i don't know because like so for me i'm nearsighted so like if i take my glasses off i could read this computer just fine but i couldn't really see you'd be a little fuzzy yeah like when i'm at jiu-jitsu practice like i i'm often far away from the coach i'm always like you need contacts. Ah, dude, no, fuck no. I'm not putting nothing near my eye. God. Fuck no. Nope. No, 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 no. I'm trying to find this other story that I remember uh, before we move on to the next one. But okay. So I said one orb. What did you say? One orb on that one as well yep. for me. Is, you you could be seeing things, but like I said, stand your ground. Be a man. It's paranormal. Even like I fight a ghost, bro. All right, this one is titled Civil War Soldiers Haunt Maryland. Why don't we have Gulf War Soldiers, all right? Right. <laughs> Even though it wasn't on U.S. soil. But uh, in 1862, three major Civil War battles were fought over different passes on what is now the Maryland section of the Appalachian Trail. Many lives were lost in the bloodshed and carnage. The death count was so high that it seems some spirits still remain. People hiking over the passes report seeing ghost soldiers, odd campfires, and the sound of cannons blasting in the distance. All right, hold on. Can you imagine that shit? You're camping and you just hear like fucking uh, like a nuke go off in the background, but then like nothing happens. Nah, that's pretty crazy. You hit the dirt and you're just Bro. like, what the fuck? Bro. Like, yeah. Sounds creep me out. Uh, on top of that, near the farm of a man named Daniel Weiss, the bodies of 58 soldiers were tossed down an old well. This has caused reports of ghostly figures wandering around Weiss's property. Bro, what about the drinking supply? Jesus. Yeah, that's not a good move. Why, why are people throwing bodies in wells? I mean, you can't have been that stupid back then, you know? Or, I mean, if it, if they were soldiers and and we were raping and pillaging and shit, uh, yeah, their body's probably going in the well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give that a three. I give that a three orb. That's that's a little creepy of just like cannons going off in the fucking distance. Cannons going off in the distance. Bodies in wells. Yeah. That's a two orber for me, but uh I could see where it teeters on three, but all right, all right. Uh so this one's called a young girl sees her first ghost. This sounds like a like a <laughs> like an American girl doll. First paranormal experience. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Uh, sometimes ghosts don't have to do much to be creepy. A young girl who was hiking with her parents experienced her first ghostly encounter after they stopped to camp for the night. Her father was fast asleep, but something was frightening her and she couldn't keep her eyes shut. The next morning, she found her mother and asked if they could go for a walk. While out exploring, her mother suddenly stopped. The girl followed her gaze and saw a hazy apparition standing against a tree not too far away. It was a man who looked calm and sad. After a tense few moments, the man just faded away, leaving the mother alone with her child. It's like Ghost that lost his wife and kids, bro. <laughs> it's just like... I miss this. It's like, you, ever watch, you remember South Park? Stan? 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... That's accurate. I had a, at my last job, there was a guy who uh, would just say that randomly, but like um, only in overtime. Yeah. So like, like you'd be like exhausted. You'd be on your like sixth, 12 hour shift for the, for the week. And you're just like barely with your stun like in, on the floor. And you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> There's just a guy on the other side. Uh, I give that a one, a one orb. <laughs> it gets a one orb from the title. I mean, it, a young on. girl sees her first ghost. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a coming of age story. Jesus. <laughs> uh, this next one is called "The Village of the Damned." All right, okay. Title already. That's uh, all right. Oh, we've talked about this. Is Dudley Town, Connecticut? Dudley. Dudley. So uh, Dudley Town, Connecticut, has an ominous nickname, "The Village of the Damned." It's called that because of its horrifying history. It was founded by descendants of Edmund Dudley, who was beheaded by Henry the uh, Eighth for treason and was said to have cursed land and a cursed family. And the Appalachian Trail runs right by it. Dudley Town was built in the 18th century and was abandoned in the 19th century, leaving only ruins in its wake. No one knows for sure why it was abandoned, but some people believe it's because residents who stayed there soon went insane or committed suicide after claiming they were possessed by demons. Nowadays, people report seeing strange lights and orbs surrounding the area. Whoa. Don't you think about doing it? What? Considering this a five orb no. story. Okay. No, no, All no, right. no. All no, right. I would, I'd give this a solid two. Um, I, whew, there's a lot that goes behind there. I think people also just leave cities because there's nobody there, you know, when you're not that close to civilization you're, you're next to the forest there's lots of abandoned towns but uh yeah two orbs fits it two orbs fits it in my eyes i just thought it played so well with the name and it said orbs in it and i didn't know if you were going to be like it said orbs for every time a story says orbs it adds an orb so this one uh, i found uh I'm just going to read it. There's no title. It's literally like three sentences, but this is pretty creepy. It says, I could hear the skinwalker outside acting as my dog as I hid with my as I hid in my room with my dog. Wait, when did I let my dog in? Dude, that's a mean uh, little stanza right there. Yeah, that's like a that's a that might be poetry. Yeah, there's always the. Uh, <laughs> There's there's a creepy TikTok. I'll have to bring one up for our live stream, which you should join. Uh, we just had a great one this last week, and you should join it again this coming week. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok to see when that's going to happen. But I'll have to pull one up there. 
um, there's a, there's like these fan made videos, and it was like if you see a person that looks like you, uh, run. And so you'll see like a per- you'll see the person like walking out of the room, and then they'll look back, and then you see like the same person with like elongated face. Mm. And you're but like they'll put them creepily like in like like if you have like a uh, a staircase like you know how they'll have the railing they'll put yeah. them like in between the railings you have to kind of look for it. <sighs> yeah, they're fucking Spooky. creepy. Uh, that's a two orb for creativity. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, so let's move on to this next one. I'll give that one a two-orb. Geraldine Largay disappeared without a trace. Every year, about 24 hikers go missing on the Appalachian Trail, but a vast majority are found within just two days. That's what makes the peculiar case of Geraldine Largay even more mysterious. The 66-year-old was halfway through hiking the trail in 2013 when she just vanished. On that day, she was planning on hiking eight miles north to meet her husband at a rest stop. Throughout her entire journey, her husband met up with her at certain points to provide encouragement and supplies, but Largay never arrived. Her body was found in 2015, just 30 minutes from a road that led to town. Uh, this one, this one I've heard of, but like it's creepy because like nobody found her body for like two years. Yeah, it's. Not a good place to be. You got to hike in a buddy system all the time. Yeah, none of this. All right, uh, you take that trail, take that trail. Whoever gets their first wins. Solo adventure. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give that, uh, I think I give that a two orb. Yeah, I mean, this is the first one that's involved murder. Uh, right, the other one almost did. They dragged him in his hammock and almost murdered him. Yeah, he escaped. Cool story. Ah. <laughs> This one's a, a three orber because it's it's reality. Like this someone died, you know? And they they oh So what are you giving it? Two orb, one orb? I said three. Oh three, three okay. Orb. Uh all right, so this next one is called Pursued by the Scorched Man. Okay. All nice. right. In twenty eleven, a man took a week off of work to go hiking along the Appalachian Trail. One night he heard noises coming from the outside of his tent, but didn't bother to go out to investigate. The following night, he was sitting around his fire when suddenly he was shocked to see a man standing near his firewood. His hands and body were badly burned and his face was smoking. The man was too afraid to even move and the burn figure just stared at him with vacant eyes before walking away. The scared man beyond all reason, this scared the man beyond all reason and he quickly packed up to leave the area. While leaving the trail, he came across a recently burned down house with a sheriff around it. The sheriff told the man that four days prior, the same day that the hiker started his trip, an entire family burned alive in the house. Now, is this true? Probably not, as it's a story we've all heard before, but it shows how ghost stories have the ability to adapt to their surroundings. In this case, the Appalachian Trail served as an effective backdrop. So, okay, so I guess that one's like a tall tale. So basically like, oh yeah, I was uh, over here and I saw this guy with, uh, you know, he was severely burned. And they're like, that's interesting because like a week ago, this entire like house burned down and everybody died inside of it. Mm. Yeah, it's plausible. Plausible that a person could have. Yeah, escaped, went into the woods, disoriented. I don't know. Came back. Uh, I'll give that a two orb. I'm in a second two on that. Two orbs. This one looks promising. This one is called the Appalachian Trail Slayer, like okay. Halo. <laughs> yeah. 
re- reported crime is is rare on the Appalachian Trail, which makes the story of Randall Lee Smith even more frightening. Back in the 80s, Smith pleaded guilty to murdering two hikers on the trail. He admitted to befriending and spending time with them on the trail, but then in the middle of the night, he shot one of them and stabbed the other. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison, but ended up serving only half of his sentence. Once he got out, he tried to do the exact same thing. He befriended two fishermen on the trail and tried to kill them both. He shot them, but they both survived. Smith tried to flee the scene in a pickup truck, but crashed and succumbed to his injuries a few days later. That one's pretty crazy. That's a nuts, nutty, nutty. Yeah. Rand- Randall Does Lee- it say the... Oh, it doesn't say the year. In 80s? the 80s. Well, 80s? I can just look this up. Randall Lee Smith Appalachian Trail. Uh, he died in 08. Okay. He was a convicted murderer, uh, murderer from Virginia. Uh, here, you can you can screen share this. This is just a Wikipedia article. Uh, he pleaded guilty shortly before trial commenced to two counts of second-degree murder and the deaths of hikers Robert Mountford Jr. and Laura Susan Ramsey, both t- uh, 27-year-old social workers from Maine who were murdered by Smith while hiking the Appalachian Trail in May 1981. It's early 80s. He was sentenced to two concurrent 15-year terms in a plea bargain negotiated by prosecutor... Uh, H. Osborne and released in 1996 on mandatory parole after serving 15 years. Smith's sentence and his early release were both met with anger by the victims' families as well as the hiking community. Hikers protested outside the courtroom the day after his sentencing and a uh, a spokesman for the Appalachian Trail Conference said Smith is the first person convicted of murdering a hiker who has had the opportunity to leave prison. His probation ended in 2006. On May 6, 2008, Smith attempted to kill Scott Johnston, 38, and Sean Farmer, 33, on a fishing trip near Dismal Creek, less than two miles from the site of the 1981 murders. He doesn't try to go far. He was befriended by the two men who shared their dinner with Smith before he opened fire on them without warning, shooting Farmer in the head and chest and Johnston in the neck and back. And they survived? Yeah, both would survive their wounds. Smith was arrested that day after attempting to escape and Johnston struck and subsequently crashing. He died in jail four days later as a result of injuries sustained in the crash. Uh, yeah, this is all over TV and everything as well. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a four orber. That's a four me. orber with, with added info. I'm pretty sure a lot of these get better if you add more info, but, but yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy. I know, but even before you added more info, that the way that yeah, that no, first it was definitely going to be like a three orber to start. But then to know two miles apart, I just don't understand how a dude can kill two people and serve half of a sentence. But like that, like that was that's what first degree. That's, that's with like the that's intent. very that's premeditated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a, I'm going to shoot these people yes. in the fucking face. Uh, all right, I give that a four star or four orbs. Excuse yep. me, not stars. We don't do stars around here. Sorry, Fuck folks. It's a star. We do orbs. Excuse me. Oh, we do orbs. Uh, all right. This next one is Audie Klein Powell can't find peace. That sounds like a like a children's book. Can you help Audie find peace? Maybe. All right. One of the Appalachian Trail's most enduring urban legends is that of Audie Klein Powell. On top of Bluff Mountain, you can find a marker with information about four-year-old Powell, 
who passed in the exact spot over 100 years ago. Since then, hikers have reported seeing a little boy wandering the campgrounds looking for something but never actually finding it. Nobody knows how Powell died, which has caused countless theories about him and why he still haunts the area. People have also gone out of their way to create entire narratives explaining what happened to Powell, but the actual truth seems lost to history. That was just kind of sad. It's sad, but here's the thing with me. How do you consider that a haunting? That's not a haunt. Like, like if if it's a kid looking for stuff, but he can't find it. Like, that's not a haunt. But if it's like he can't find it, and if you're there and he can't find it, he seeks out vengeance on you. That's a haunting. Yeah. He starts, like, you know, uh, pulling off the air caps on all the tires in the <laughs> RV. You know? That's a haunting. Yeah. Uh, I give that a I give that a one one orb. Yep. All right. Uh, this is our last one. This is called the Greenleaf Hut. The White Mountains are one of Appalachian Trail's most beautiful sections, but one spot in the heart of the mountains might cause some pause. The Greenleaf Hut is rumored to be inhabited by the spirit of Ben Campbell, the former hut master. The interesting thing about this tale is that he did not die on the trail. He passed away on a hike in Scotland. It said he was supposed to be returning to the White Mountains, but died before he could, and now his spirit roams about. Those who have reported seeing him also report hearing footsteps at night. That's kind of wild, because I thought you couldn't haunt like where you didn't die. Yeah, I mean... Because if, if that's so, then I would just go haunt, like, I don't know. Middle of Cambodia. Cambodia, and just make them... And I would say, like, your religion is real. I'd ride pythons, boa constrictors in, in, in Cambodia. Florida. Oh, bro. Literally. Not the ones in Florida, because they might hunt you. No, I want, I want like, the, the ones that eat ox. Yeah. <laughs> I said that correctly. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, those are some of their stories. I would give that a solid, uh, I think I think I'd give it, like, a two orb, because it, it's kind of weird that, like, he died in Scotland, but he's still here. One orb. I got uh, it. Everything with scottish and irish uh hunting. <laughs> we all know those are fake places we all know you just drunk af <laughs> he really died in a bar fight right he didn't die hiking he really just got into it with some scottish people but uh thank you again everybody for listening to this episode if you are hearing this right now for the first time which is monday you're in luck we have a very special guest coming on in the next few days which is mr jay wasley from the ghost adventures team he is coming on the show. We're going to ask him a ton of questions. It's going to be a great interview. But I am allowing fans to ask questions that we will ask on the air. So if you have a question you want to ask him, you can ask it by sending an email to bj at stickypawstudios.com with your question. If we think that it's a pretty good question, we'll go ahead and ask it on the stream and we'll, of course, cite you as the person asking the question. But we wanted to make sure that we opened it up to our audience as well. So please take advantage of that opportunity. Also, you can catch us now once every week going live on YouTube to watch creepy videos where we pick the creepiest video at the end of the day and we give away some free merch to that person. If you want a cool sticker like this or you want a cool hat like this or I don't know, maybe we can make air fresheners. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. But if you want something like that, you can join the lives. You can submit some cool videos. If we find yours creepy, we think it's the best one. We will select you and we will give you some free merch. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok. Bizarre Junkies. We are everywhere. Uh, I want to say thank you again to everybody who has helped make this show what it is. And until next time, everybody, stay bizarre.
Thank <laughs> you.